Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts. This series is going to run for three weeks, and uh, this is really something that uh, we are praying that somehow will be... Um, it will create curiosity even for those who are outside the church. And uh, if you have unchurched family members or friends, uh, this is really uh, one of the best series where you can invite them to go to church. And we're hoping that the Word of God will really uh, make sense, will really speak to them, and hopefully they will see God's reality in their life. We're very excited about this series. Ang title po ng series natin ngayon is Renew. Okay? Ilan sa inyo dito na pag merong bago kayong gamit or may bago sa buhay nyo, na-excite po kayo, masaya kayo. You know, if there's like, if there's a new gadget or maybe there's a new baby in the family or there's new relationship, new job, uh, there, it's, it always brings excitement when there's something new in your life. And uh, what, we're, what we'll be talking about here are the things that God wants to make new in our lives. And uh, we're going to do that by looking at uh, three important topics that we believe is very relevant to uh, the people today. Today we're going to talk about rejection. How many of you here, you can relate with rejection? Okay. So yung mga single, ilan sa inyo dito na reject na? <laughs> mga guys, di ba? Parang, see, I was reminded of Pastor Francis, one of my friends here. Bland item, no? I'm actually trying to ask him to preach in the 2.30 and 4 kasi pag itong mga topic na to, expert po talaga si Pastor Francis. Uh, he tried courting his wife and uh, yung first attempt, hindi ho nag, naging okay. No? Second attempt, third, mataas po ang rejection tolerance ni Pastor Francis. And even after 5 and 6, you know, mataas po yung confidence niya until the ninth time na pagod na po si Pam. But uh, eventually, as they prayed, uh, they end up together. <laughs> so, he can really relate to this topic. Uh, we're going to talk about rejection. And for me, uh, I think one of the um, hardest things to go through and one of the most, uh, one of the worst feelings that we can ever feel is the feeling of rejection and uh, the feeling of being unwanted. Uh, it can actually strike us uh, at an early age in our childhood. Uh, I was reminded of one of our leaders here, see Mr. Willie Chua, who is a, really a well-known speaker, uh, not only in our nation, but travels in different parts uh, of the world. Ito po yung nakalagay sa Facebook page niya. Uh, bought from an abortion clinic for 3,000 pesos. And that's one of the stories that is using to inspire people that God has a purpose for us regardless of our family history or our background. Uh, bagong panganak lang pa lang po siya, uh, he was uh, supposed to uh, be, ano ba tawag doon? Abort, okay? Pero buti na lang, may couple na naghahanap ng baby and they were, uh, suppo- they went to the hospital but the doctor said, we don't have available uh, babies here that you can adopt but you might want to check the, the center here next near us and they went there Great timing, that's the parents of Willie Chua. Okay? So, but uh, of course, that became really a challenge growing up, carrying that 
that, that sense of rejection. But it can go and continue throughout uh, adulthood. Uh, meron pong verse sa Bible. Uh, this is not our main text. I just want to read John chapter 11, beginning in verse 10 to 11. He came into the very world He created, but the world didn't recognize Him. He came to His own people, and even they rejected Him. And this is talking about Jesus. And Jesus is the wisest, the greatest, I mean, the, the, the most powerful. He's perfect in every way. Yet the Bible says when He came on earth, He was rejected by some people. Now, if that can happen to Jesus, how many of you know that can happen to you as well? No matter what we do, some people will not like you. No matter what you do. And sometimes when you do good, some people will have something bad to say. And when you fail in certain areas, some people will also have some things to say. And so that happened to Jesus. And so we can expect that we can also experience the same. Um, So this is very relevant for us because as long as we are in this earth, I think we will deal with rejection. And rejection, rejection can happen in our home, at work, in school, even in church. Uh, as long as we are in uh, doing life with other people who also have flaws and issues like us, who are also work in progress, uh, we are going to experience and deal with rejection. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And for some of us, maybe you are uh, dealing with this today. Maybe for some of us, this is a message that God wants us to hear to prepare us. Uh, for the for the coming days ahead. So before we read our text for today, we're going to read John chapter 4. Uh, I want us to pray and commit this time to the Lord. God, we just thank you for today, for bringing us all here. God, we thank you for keeping us safe, Lord. In spite of the bad weather, we thank you that we are here to hear your word. Lord, we know that your word is not only timeless, it's also timely for each and every one of us today. So Lord, I pray that you will speak to every person who's here today. I pray that you will minister to our hearts. And I pray that not only us who will benefit, Lord, but what we will receive from you, we pray, will overflow to the people around us. Lord, we thank you that you are our healer. Lord, we thank you that there is no pain, there is no rejection that you cannot heal. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay? Uh, We're going to read John chapter 4, and we're going to read the story of uh, the Samaritan woman. And maybe for some of you are familiar, but I'm fascinated as I study this story because there are still things that God would reveal to us in a fresh way. John chapter 4, beginning in verse 7, it says, A woman from Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. From verse 7 to 9, uh, we would uh, see that the word woman of Samaria or Samaritan woman was uh, repeated three times. And in the Bible, we know that if something is repeated, it's because God wants to, uh, to say something to us that's very important. Kaya may mga makikita po tayong verses sa Bible where Jesus say, Truly, truly, I say to you. How many of you here know that everything that Jesus say, it's true? 
So for him to say truly, truly, he's making uh, an emphasis. And it's like saying, listen to what I'm about to say. So in verse 7 to 9, three times, we're told uh, there's a woman in Samaria. Now, uh, here's the reason for that. One is because uh, today we don't have an idea about the culture that they have during that time. But during their time, women are considered second-class citizens. They are not uh, treated the same way with the men in the community and they are not given the same privilege or rights. So, marami po silang hindi kayang gawin. And uh, Jews are not allowed to talk to women in public. So, that's the first one. Second is because uh, the Jews and the Samaritans are like the North Koreans and the South Koreans today. They used to be one kingdom, but they were divided into two. Uh, the northern kingdom uh, separated from the south and they became unfaithful to the Lord until uh, the Assyrians came and invaded them. Tapos nung invade po ng mga Assyrians yung northern kingdom, uh, they started uh, to intermarry and started integrating their culture and religion. So anong nangyari, naging mixed breed na po sila. Hindi na sila pure Jews or follower of Christ. And so in the eyes of the people in the south or the southern kingdom, for them, mga compromiser to. Mga hindi purist mga Christians na to. They, uh, they've allied with the Assyrians. They've, in, they've entered uh, marriage with their men and their women. And so for them, mga unclean to. So that's why there is this uh, hostility between the people from the south and the north. Now, Kaya very interesting because for the Jews, pag meron po silang pupuntahan at dadaan sila ng Samaria, kahit mahasel sila ng 8 hours or 6 hours, they would not go straight even if that would only take them 1 or 2 hours travel. They would rather take 8 hours rather than for them to pass through Samaria. For, because for them, if they do that, they will be defiled. Grabe yung discrimination, di ba? So, for Jesus to talk to this woman, tapos Jew siya, tapos Samaritan pa to, this is really like unheard of during that time. Now, uh, another interesting, uh, I think, uh, detail from this, we were not able to read anymore, but the earlier verse, it says that this woman went to the well to draw water uh, at, the, at 6 noon, okay? Or parang at the 6th hour, sorry. Now, Ang sixth hour is 12 noon. Tanghaling tapat. Now, dahil wala po silang faucet sa bahay, they go to this uh, water station to get their water. But that is unusual because normally, uh, people, especially women, would go early morning to get their water. Or late in the afternoon para hindi mainit. But for this woman to go there alone and walk under the heat of the sun, there's a reason why. Is going there alone. And mababasa po natin later on, the reason for that is because this woman have a bad reputation in the community. Uh, medyo sexually and morally um, not in a good situation. Yung babae. And we will read the story that she'd been into five relationships and at the moment when he had an encounter with Jesus, she's actually in her sixth relationship. 
not her husband. So can you imagine in this small town, probably she's uh, well-known for her bad reputation and probably many women are, are mad at her. Siguro yung iba doon, parang kinuha mo yung boyfriend ko. So medyo masama yung... Now, I, I'm, I'm just imagining this woman. There is so much rejection that she's experiencing because she's the ultimate outcast and she's from a town that is despised and unwanted. So double whammy. So, and if you think about it, how will that affect the emotion, the psychological, and the spiritual life of this person? Maybe for some of us, yung rejection na na-experience natin, hindi po ganun katindi. Siguro, na, 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 nag-comment lang sa gupit mo, parang, uy, okay yung gupit mo, ha? patay na ba? Yung mga ganong rejection, parang okay, mababaw lang yan. Pero may mga rejection na malalim. And for this woman, this is not easy. You know, I, I read a study, uh, MRI studies, that shows that our brain, our, uh, there's the area of our brain that's activated when there's physical pain is the same area of our brain that is activated when there is rejection. So kung, let's say, napaso po tayo ng, uh, ng fire o ng apoy, masakit, meron nagsasabi sa brain natin na, masakit. Kung medyo mabagal mag-process yung wiring natin, di ba? Para napasok ka na, para ay masakit. <laughs> medyo delayed, no? But the same uh, areas of our brain that tells us whether something is painful physically is the same that tells us when there is rejection. Kaya medyo matindi po yung rejection because kung meron kayong physical injury or wound before na sobrang sakit, if you try to remember it today, if that is one or two years ago, Hindi na po siya ganun kasakit, tama ba? But if you try to remember a rejection that happened to you, even if it's years ago, you still feel the pain. So, now, can you imagine this woman, the years of rejection that she received from her own people, from her own town, from her family, and probably in her relationship with God. So, now, what we're going to see is what did Jesus do to help this woman. Kasi sobrang, she's isolated and she's suffering rejection, but here's what Jesus did. First one, is that Jesus reached out to her. Jesus reached out to her. In verse, in the following verse, you, you can read, na pinuntahan po niya to, no? this is not an accident that Jesus met this woman, but he personally came and reach out to her. Our God is a personal God. You know, I was uh, having a conversation with one of our pastors, si Pastor Alan Ho, and he was telling me his journey. Sabi niya before, yung leader niya, si Jason Lo, one of our leaders in the 5.30 and 7 o'clock, he's one of our businessmen here. Pero during that time, nung bago pa lang po si Pastor Aaron, many years ago, there was a time when he and his wife actually backslide and stop going to church. Something happened, but the good thing was their victory group leader, Jason Law, and his wife did not stop reaching out to them. 
Pinupuntahan pa rin sila sa house, pinagpipray pa rin sila, ini-encourage pa rin sila until they're able to come back and they were able to fully recover. Ngayon is one of our pastors and that's one of the stories that he's sharing to all of our leaders when it comes to not giving up on people. Because people have their season and their journey, but we can be like Jesus to them. Because that's what Jesus did to this woman. When, he, when she was hurting and she was going through this rejection, rejection, Jesus reached out to her. You know, in Psalm 103 verse 8, uh, that's how Jesus is to us. Psalm 103 verse 8, The Lord is merciful and gracious, is low to anger and abounding in steadfast love. You know, sometimes our picture of God is a God who is strict, a God who is angry, but that is far from the real God of the Bible. Our God, the Bible says, is patient with us. How many of you are glad that God is patient with you? That He is gracious and He is abounding in love. You know, nung single pa po kami, yung, yung advice na sobrang nakatulong po sa amin, ano, for the single men, how many single men do we have? Can you please raise your hand? Yan, tingin-tingin lang, ano? Yung advice po sa amin, sabi, you know, single men, you don't need to be the heartthrob in your campus. Hindi mo kailangan ng malaking fan base. You know why? Because you only need one. You only need one. And if that person, okay, minahal ka niyang tao niya, it doesn't matter what the other people think or say about you. As long as that person is in love with you, then you, can, you will be a happy man. And I would tell that to my wife. Sasabihin ko, alam mo, doesn't matter what other people will say or think about me, but if you think I'm the cutest, as long as you think I'm the most handsome guy on earth, I'll be a happy man. You will be secured. Parang walang pressure, nothing to prove, no one to impress, because I'm not trying to impress a lot of women, I'm just trying to impress one woman. You know, I'm saying that because the more we know and understand the love of God, the more we can be secured about our position in Christ. If you're not focused about what the people are saying or thinking about you, and you're just focused about who God is in your life, then the pressure to, to prove something and to impress people will be dramatically decreased if not taken away completely. Okay lang, di naman ako nandito para... Magpasikat eh. Nandito ako kasi I want to please my God. And I cannot please everybody. I cannot control people's opinion. But if I can just focus on God, then I'll be okay. As long as God loves me and is proud of me, I will be okay. And, and that's what the, Jesus did to this woman. When He reached out to this woman, He tried to communicate love and value and acceptance. Maybe you're rejected by men, but I want you to know you're not rejected by God. And that's the message that he's trying to communicate to this girl. And not only that, not only that Jesus reached out to her, but Jesus offered himself. Jesus offered himself. In John 4 verse 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and He would have given you living water. I like how Jesus used the water analogy to explain spiritual truth to this woman. 
Because like this woman, all of us in this room, we are thirsty for something. So pumunta siya doon, he started with, uh, uh, with the external, well, the felt need. He said, gusto mo ng tubig kasi nauhaw ka, okay. But you know, I have a gift for you. Now he transitioned the conversation from physical to spiritual. You know, sometimes we can be focused about the external, but many times the main issue is not the external, it's the internal. And that's what Jesus did to this woman. He used that water as a, as a jumping point for their conversation. And again, like this woman, we are also thirsty for something. Some of us are thirsty for love, thirsty for acceptance, thirsty for approval, thirsty for fulfillment. I, we, we have all kinds. And what's wrong is not that we are, that we are thirsty. Okay yun, may mga desire tayo sa puso natin. You know, but what's wrong with this woman, and sometimes what's wrong with us, is that we go to the wrong sources to try to quench that thirst. And this can also happen to even Christians who are already in relationship with Christ. When we're thirsty, that's when we do stupid things. And uh, including me. Doon tayo yung pag nawala tayo kay Lord and Jesus is not the source of everything that we need that we try to look for it in other places and other sources. You know, the, the problem with drinking from the wrong sources is that rather than quenching the thirst, it can actually make us more thirsty. You know, if you only drink Coke all the time, okay, dati malakas po kami sa Coke, ano ako, parang yun na yata yung water ko before. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, merienda, coffee ko, Coke. Until, after an annual physical exam, I was told that I'm borderline being a diabetic. So I have to uh, low, uh, control my sugar consumption. I, I started removing all these things because I realized if I keep drinking this, yes, it tastes good, but eventually it will make me sick. I have to drink water. You know, I have this research about water and it says that water is the single most important nutrient for our bodies. Alam ko, nak-take po natin to sa exam, but just in case absent kayo nung high school, according to this uh, health book, 50 to 70% of our bodies made up of water. Our muscles, approximately 75%. So, kaya pala wala akong muscle, puro water to. Brain cells is a, approximately 85% composed of water. Blood is 82% water. And bones is approximately around 25%. Our body is made out of 50 to 70% water. That's why Jesus, I like how we use that analogy. He said, I, am, I have a gift to offer to you. This living water. That if you have this, you will not be thirsty anymore. We need living water to live and to flourish in this life. And that's what Jesus is offering to us. You know, when I was in uh, college, not sure kung nakwento ko na to, but sa 5.30 and 7, no, dami kong 
nakwento in the last two years. But when I was in college, um, I was thirsty for love and acceptance. Started nung high school and I started looking for, for and drinking from different sources. I tried fraternity, uh, I tried relationships, I tried vices, I tried parties, I tried grades and honors. Hindi, yung joke na yung grades and honors. No? But everything else, you know, I really tried. But it made my situation worse. It made me sick. That's why I can relate to this woman. Because she was transferring from one relationship to another. Hindi lang siya na-isolate, naging dysfunctional pa. She's not capable of building a healthy and strong relationship. So she's transferring from one relationship to another. Can you imagine? She's trying to build a strong marriage, but it did not work. And then number two, number three, number four, number five, she's jumping from one relationship to another. Something is not right. And when Jesus reached out to her, Jesus offered her something better. Sabi niya, dami mo ng trinay. You've been trying this for many years. But there's one thing you've never tried. And that's this living water that you can have inside of you. And last thing is not only that Jesus reached out to her and offered himself, but Jesus addressed the real issue. Nung yung girl sobrang Ano na siya? Parang sabi niya, I want that. Para hindi na ako pupunta dito every day. Ang hirap, kukuha ko ng water, ang bigat. She's still thinking about the physical water and she's not understanding what Jesus was trying to communicate to her. You know that sometimes that happens to us when we read the Bible? When we read the Bible, sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Not because the Bible doesn't make sense, but sometimes we cannot understand yet what God is trying to communicate to us. And so when the girl said, can you give me that water? You know what Jesus said to her in John 4, verse 16? Jesus said to her, go call, your, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying I have no husband. For you have had five husbands and the one you now have is not your husband and what you said is true. Grabe, no? Medyo naging awkward yung conversation. Sabi niya, sige, bigay mo na yung water sa akin. Sige, may as lang ako sa'yo. Tawagin mo na yung husband mo para kasama na rin siya. Sabi niya, actually, wala pa po akong asawa. You know what I like about Jesus? Jesus did not say, sinungaling. Binobola mo pa. Hindi ganun eh. What I like about Jesus is He said, what you said is true. You know, Jesus was trying to encourage her to open up. Jesus was trying to make her comfortable in talking about the real issue. You know why? Because Jesus did not come to condemn us. Jesus came to save us. And that's what He's trying to communicate to this woman. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to help you. And until we address the real issue, you will never receive your breakthrough. You know, if you want to receive breakthrough, we need to deal with the real issue. And that's what Jesus was trying to say. Okay naman, pwede kitang i-bless ngayon. 
I can lay my hands on you. I can speak a prayer of blessing to you. But you know what? Next week, next month, or next year, you will be back in the same situation. So rather than put a band-aid solution, why don't we deal with the right issue? So that you can be set free once and for all. How many of you here, you want to go from glory to glory in your walk with God? If we want real breakthrough, we need to confront the real issue. And so Jesus was willing to give her the living water, but Jesus wanted to make sure the real issue is dealt with. And it started with a felt need, the water. Then it shifted to her immoral relationship, and then they transitioned to a conversation about worship. And here's the last verse in John 4, verse 23 to 26. Nagtanong yung babae, I can see that you're the Messiah. We're told that we, that we are to worship here, not in, the, not in Israel. So they're talking about worship. And Jesus said in verse 23, But the hour is coming and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. And the woman said to Him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. And when He comes, He will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you, I'm He. I'm the one you're waiting for. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You've been waiting all your life for this Savior, for this Christ, for this answered prayer. And Jesus said, you're waiting for your breakthrough. Let me tell you, I am your breakthrough. Jesus is our breakthrough. They talked about worship. I like what Jesus said. The time is coming when true worshipers, not perfect worshipers. How many of you are glad God is looking for true worshipers, not perfect worshipers? Because there's nothing like that. People who are True, real, open, no, uh, surrendering their life to God and saying, Lord, I'm not yet there. There's still a lot of things that need to be done, but I want to worship you. You know, as I, as I think about worship, worship is not just the four songs we sing before the preaching of the word. Many times people go to church and say, Gusto ko maabutan yung worship. And we're talking about the song, and that's part of it. But worship is more than the songs that we sing. Worship is something we do on a daily basis. Remember the verse in the Bible that says, Offer your body as a living sacrifice. This is your spiritual act of worship. As a result, all of life is nonstop worship. Everything we do with our body, whether you're here in Vimal or in your company or office or school at home, it's a non-stop worship. Because worship is what we do. It's not just what we sing. You know, I like what my teacher in theology said that if we don't worship God, we don't worship nothing, we worship anything. You and I are created to worship. We are constantly worshiping. Even people who don't believe in God, even atheists are constantly worshiping. You and I are worshiping. 
The question is, who do you worship? And when we say worship, it means to hold the person or thing in a place of glory. Preeminence, priority. Who do you worship? Whom do you give your greatest praise and devotion? Worship is putting preeminence or place of glory. And Jesus said, the time will come when true worshipers will worship me in spirit and in truth. You know, as I end, I like what happened to this woman because after that conversation, something happened to her. Not only that she was ministered, she became missional. She did not just contain the living water inside of her, but she allowed herself to be a container of that living water, channeling to other people. She went back to her town. The Bible says in John 4, 28, the woman left her water jar, went away into the town, and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? And many Samaritans, verse 39, from that town believe in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. You know, some transformation can happen overnight. Most transformation will be a journey. Whether that's instant or it will take months or years, it's still a miracle from God. What I like about this girl is that the same day Hindi pa okay, hindi pa solve yung issue niya sa pang-anim na husband niya. Masama pa rin yung reputation niya sa town niya, but she did not wait for another day or another month or another year before she allowed herself to be used by God. And I want to encourage this to all of us today. Just because you still have issues, it doesn't mean you are not called and anointed by God to be a minister of the gospel. Just because you still see some flaws in you and there's still a struggle in you doesn't mean God cannot use you. God was able to use this woman to bring the whole town to Jesus. Can you imagine if God can use a woman like that? Imagine how God can use you and me. If we allow the living water to flood out of us and flow to the people around us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.